the gamekeeper, Andrew Gonzalez. And here with me is my co-host, Joshua Edgington. And this is 8-Bit Movie Review, a podcast where we watch movies based on video games. And this week, part of our Halloween special, we watched Silent Crypt Keeper impression. <laughs> if Crypt Keeper was a pedophile, that's basically <laughs> He wasn't? Well, why do you think he's dead? Uh, yeah, well, I hope uh, you guys are digging my great impressions each week. Um, it kills me a little more and more each each time <laughs> we record, Andrew. Well, that's the point. Oh, so spooky. So spooky. So, folks... Before we jump into Silent Hill, I actually wanted to bring up something we forgot to mention for last episode. I know a lot of you right now are probably like, oh my god, let's not discuss that last episode because... Or maybe they're thinking, damn, even more House of the Dead content? (laughs) I can't fucking wait to hear this shit. Some of you are definitely shitting your pants right now. And I'm sorry. It's Um, me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sitting on a load right now, dude. Oh, we gotta do the whole recording this way. Wow, and we're we're near each other. It's gross, man. It's cool. Fucking gross. So, there was one thing, Josh, I don't know if you noticed, in House of the Dead, one of the people is running from the hordes of zombies, and they do a complete fellowship of the ring ripoff, where, I think the guy's name was like, Greg, Tom, I don't know. Does he ride a shield downstairs while shooting at orcs? Yeah. No. How did I miss that? No, 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 no. I don't know if you remember, I think his name was like Greg or Tom or something like that. I don't remember anyone's name. Neither of those might have not even been his name. But he's running from a horde of zombies, and they took the exact scene from Fellowship of the Rings where the hobbits hide under that big tree with like the roots and stuff. Yeah, from the ring wraiths? Yeah, ring wraiths. And they like, one of them comes up on the top, and he grabs the tree, and he's like... And then in this, it's a zombie doing it. And it's the exact same shot for shot, like, copy of of it. Like, I don't know what they thought. Maybe they were like, oh, this would be clever. This would be cool. Well, I heard that the cinematographer that Peter Jackson hired for all three of the original, he did the, he did this movie. He didn't do this movie. All right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're looking at you. you don't buy it. Well, no, they, they well just... I'm usually so gullible with these things. I'm trying to be like, it is... But... Look, he even put the dog to sleep. Oh, yeah, There's he's... even a dog snoring in the background. That was a terrible lie. Yeah, he didn't like that story. <laughs> he snores pretty loud. It's mostly just because he's a fat dog. He is a fat dog. But yeah, I wanted to bring that up and, of course, deny your terrible lie. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, I, I, I every not, opportunity not I try time, to, I Josh. try to like lie to you. Not this time, because you've believed so many things. Well, and I think it started with the Doom episode where I told you that The Rock actually did the motion capture for the original Doom guy in the Genesis game, and you're like, "Wait, really? No, <laughs> yeah. See, I because you know, man, you're my friend." And I'm just, I try to give you the benefit of a doubt. Well, that's why I, like I know it's so easy. I believe that my friends wouldn't yeah. lie to me. Well, that's why I know I can always pull it over on you, because <laughs> I know who you are. But not this time. No. You're right, because this time we did not watch House of the Dead. This time. We watched a pretty good movie. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say right off the bat, everyone, this... Is the best one we've watched yeah, so far. Yeah, this is the best one we've watched so far. Now, of course, it's got... Uh, the, some of the plot, I was a little... Meh. Two, I wasn't really too into. There was a couple things. But honestly, this is probably the best video game adaptation of a movie we've seen yet. It's pretty... You mean a movie adaptation of a video game? Yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, you want to take that again? Nope. Okay. Keep that in there. Yeah, I (laughs) fucked up. He's like, you know what? I was going to edit that out, but we need people to realize that we're human and we make mistakes and flubs. So, yeah, there it is. Anyway, I completely agree with you. Um, I I had memories of this movie being pr- relatively good when I saw it, and I wasn't disappointed, honestly. I mean, it, this was like a refreshing sorbet palate cleanser after fucking House of the Dead, honestly. So like my the my expectations were so so low that this movie just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, this no, has got Ned Stark in it. Not very much of him, but no. It was really nice to see Sean Bean, and I think this is the first thing he's been in where he doesn't die. This is, yeah, there's a very short list of movies that Sean Bean does not die in, and this is one of them, because that's just his thing, as he dies and stuff. Yeah. He's like, man, I'm a main character, right? And they're like, no, Boromir, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a redemption arc, and you're dead. Let me take the weight off you, Frodo. Yeah. Because he wants the ring. Share the loot. <laughs> Share the loot. They're like, wow, why did they make jokes about Sam and Frodo being gay when <laughs> Sam says, like, Share the loot, Mr. Frodo. <laughs> I guarantee if there was a porn adaptation, they, oh, kept, yeah. they kept that dialogue in there. Share the loot, Frodo. I'm trying some. No, his name's like Lodo. <laughs> Lodo. Oh, my God. All Sam right. Y. Gagey. Oh, God. <laughs> Still played by Sean Astin. <laughs> He's not getting a lot of work. So, this movie starts with a suicide attempt. Yeah, p- pretty much. It, 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 it establishes that these parents are like, you know what? We know that my daughter has severe sleepwalking issues, but how about we live two minutes from, like, a 500-foot waterfall? Yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, this happens more than once. We gotta go run after our daughter across a highway to a waterfall. Yeah, they were able to find her pretty quickly. Oh, that's her That's her cliff. Yeah. She goes to her cliff and that's yells the thinks. name of the movie. <laughs> it terribly. The... Silent Hill, Silent Hill, Silent Hill. Like, Close your eyes, you're supposed to be sleepwalking. I dummy. thought it was funny because the scene where she, the, the mother, Rose, is running through the um the tunnel and going Sharon Sharon Did you get severe Ozzy Osbourne? Yeah. Vibes? Well, see, that's funny cuz that's what Cat said, but I was actually thinking of Randy from South Park. Oh wow. Sharon Sharon <laughs> Yeah, no, that that too, but like Ozzy, yeah. Sharon has yelled so much in this movie that Sharon. I just kept hearing like Sharon Sharon 
Yeah, no, that was the way better reference. <laughs> but Randy, yeah, you know what? You could just edit in like Sharud or like Shani. <laughs> when you notice when Rose is running through the tunnel, spray painted on the walls is Cheryl, which was the name of the the daughter, I believe, in the first video game. Hmm, nice little Easter egg they put yeah. in there. There's a lot of those in here. Started off first two. I've just become very familiar with the Silent Hill games. I've decided to do a little bit more of my research for you people so that I understand these games more. We're also going to be releasing additional content at some point where either one of us or both of us will be reviewing some of these games that we've done the movies on. Um, it'll be extra content when it's released. Who knows? But I've been playing Silent Hill 2 and... You know, I saw this movie when it first came out in theaters, and I didn't really care for it. But after playing Silent Hill 2, I appreciated the movie way more. Yeah, no, they they, they get a lot right. Uh, the movie, right off the bat, gets the music perfect. It's like, directly from the game. It actually is? Yes. It sounds like it, it actually is. Unfortunately, they couldn't use the same composer because this was filmed in Canada, and... Um, off the name of the original composer was but it was definitely a japanese person and wow they wanted canada had a rule where the composer had to be from canada or something like that so they they got they a, probably have like union rules for like film yeah acting, i think that's like what screen it is acting guild or something so they yeah. got like a, a like a canadian composer to redo the music but it's dead on i honestly thought that i didn't go back and check um listen to like the ost but it just had like like that melancholy, eerie vibe to it, like, and it really the movie hits so many things well. Oh the yeah, music, the actual ambiance, and like the set pieces. The enemies are accurate, although the CGI is very lacking because it is two thousand six. Although it is only two years from Iron Man, with the CGI is pretty good. But again, you know, this is not. They had a pretty good budget, though. They did have a good budget. The budget was well. Budget was only fifty million. Yeah, two thousand six, man. That's that not is, bad. that's a good that's amount. Not bad. That's good. But also, I mean, uh, I and they made double. They made the box office was over a hundred million. Yeah. So I they made, made their money back. And it made it. it it's definitely it, you can understand it because just it's a very coherent movie. It's wants to have that Silent Hill aura, and it it hits that. It has a plot it's trying to do, which is a scattered plot that doesn't give you all the details, which is a Silent Hill game. And not just even just Silent Hill. That's like how video game storylines usually work out. Especially like horror ones. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Well, they give you, the beginning's more of like, they give you a sprinkle of information. Sprinkle of exposition. Here's your characters. Here's their motivations. And then you uncover them. And they're not trying to shove all this extra background shit in your face. It's more of like we want to see the progression of this character. Of the main character. She's finding clues. She's going through the town. It's it's a video game the movie, movie. The movie has a simple plot. Like uh, The game has a simple plot. The game's plot was I'm a guy. I'm trying to find my wife. The movie's plot is their daughter, their adopted daughter is having all these nightmares and sleepwalking and she keeps yelling this town Silent Hill. So maybe if we go back there, we'll figure out what the hell's going on. Yeah. That's it. That's all you get. But you know something's fucked up because, you know, just how they, 
nobody wants to talk about the town or its history. You kind of get that foreboding thing from people when they're like, well, that town, you can't get to it. Which we will get into because I have a lot to say about that. But bringing back and to segue into flowing into the beginning, going to what you said, that's the setup of the movie. Mm -hmm. They want, something's going on with this girl and she wants to, they're going to go to Silent, the mother wants to go to Silent Hill. The thing that's weird is why is the father so protestant on it? Like, Well, he doesn't think that, well, and one of my points is if a kid who's experienced trauma at a young age is traumatized to the point where they're sleepwalking and yelling a town name maybe it's not a great idea to bring them back to that town because maybe that'll uncover what actually happened and they'll remember it so maybe that was the father's uh motivation was hey let's try to do this through medication and you know therapy as opposed to let's bring her back to this place that she screams when she's sleepwalking or being brought out of a sleep but if my wife was very adamant about it and you know Look what it caused. Like, could have just been like, all right, we'll take a nice little Sunday drive and go just, just drive through the town and then just walk away. Instead, it's like everything kind of set up where... But if they didn't have that small detail, then there wouldn't be the the multiple plot things going yeah, on true, between true. Sean Bean's character and, and you have you get to see the contrast of her in the nightmare Silent Hill and they're like, we can't find her in the real Silent Hill. This is just normal town. I was laughing so hard when they're talking about, like, they keep talking about the metal condition, and when she, I, I think I texted this to you last night, when she's being arrested by the police oh, officer, yeah. she goes, my daughter has a medical condition! She sleepwalks! <laughs> like, yeah, okay. I, I wrote down that that was the best line in the movie. <laughs> my daughter, she has a medical condition, she's ill, she sleepwalks. sleepwalks. <laughs> just, come on. <laughs> the fuck out of here <laughs> the, the girl's got more than more than that going on even though yeah she did try to sleepwalk and kill herself yeah she did try to jump off a cliff yeah she did so i guess that makes sense and be like uh ah, sleepwalking is a medical condition if you are trying to throw yourself off a cliff exactly if you're just like sleepwalking to the well, fridge and like getting yourself a glass of milk and how do we know that she could like what if she's trying to show him she can fly Actually, it's funny if like that. I believe I can fly. A Space Jam song starts right as she like jumps off the cliff, and then she turns into crows. Into crows, huh? Yeah, I don't know. She's supernaturalish. She wasn't that supernatural. <laughs> <laughs> this movie's not as much supernatural as it is as like demonic stuff. So you know what? I'm gonna bring it back to that. And this is when I start poking the holes, people. If the sleepwalking ghost shit was like trying to make her like jump off a cliff and kill herself. Wouldn't the demon thing that is trying to, like, lure her there, wouldn't that not benefit them? What? Making the girl jump off a cliff instead of coming to Silent Hill. What would, ben- would benefit who? The demon? The demon that's her? trying to lure her there. They're trying to get her there for a reason, which we'll bring up because, spoiler alert, you know, something's trying to bring her there for a reason because she's, ah, fuck it, she's the vessel. They need her there. Then why would they throw her off a cliff? It makes no sense. She'd be dead. No, what? well, how I took it was she was the only good man at part. Like, the manifestation of the remaining good of the Alessa character. The, the innocent girl who was sacrificed by the town. And an evil entity, like her evil and her revenge manifested itself. So we have Sharon, the little girl, which is the manifestation yeah. of her good. Then there was that, like 
ring version of the little girl Sharon, who was the evil part and who empowered Alessa to like create the nightmare. And they were trying to protect her by putting her outside of Silent Hill. But she kept getting possessed sleepwalking to jump off the cliff. Well, yeah, it's because she's a fucking demon spawn. Like <laughs> She's like, ah, if I can't have you, you just might as well be dead. Yeah, pretty much. Like, she's just trying to take herself out of the equation. Like, I don't necessarily think that she was trying to bring her to Silent Hill, but I think she was part of Alessa, like the demon fucking thing controlling all the nightmare well, shit yeah, there. But so that's why she kept saying Silent Hill, because that's where she was, her body was. But like there's the, a re... I don't know. See, you're trying to make sense of it, but there is no sense of it, because... One, yeah, it's a movie and if she was going to make her jump yeah. off the cliff, then why did she bring her to Sanctuary to be, like, saved and stuff? It makes no sense. They were just trying to do a fucked up ending. I mean, beginning. They were trying to do a fucked up beginning. Yeah, of course. And It was it, probably in the trailer. Like, yeah. Oh, same little girl. Hey, Sean Bean. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like, there's no reason for them to try to make her jump off the cliff. No, it's just it's a, a little, horror movie. A so. lot of little things that they added. Like, when they go to the rest stop... I'm chugging along, Josh. Here we go. Choo-choo. Oh, I mean, we've already established that yeah. Sean Bean doesn't want them to go. And the mother's no, 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 like, fuck no. it. We're going to Silent Hill. Fuck you, Ned yeah, Stark. They, so then they stop at this rest stop. And for no reason, the police officer, Angela from fucking Walking Dead Season 1. I didn't know if you were, yeah. By the way, I, it was so funny. Like, when her helmet gets ripped off and it shows that she's got really short hair. Short blonde hair that you can tell is like dyed. You're like, that's not your. Natural I was like, hair oh my color, god, but... it's Ellen. <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres. It is hey, her haircut. Hey guys, hey. That's yeah, my I'm a cop. <laughs> I'm a cop. I'm mean to my staff, <laughs> <laughs> but I'm so nice. <laughs> but I'm so nice. Um, I kissed Kermit the Frog. <laughs> um, like she just sees like a parent having a a fight with their kid, and she's just like. Ugh. This is fucking awkward. What's going on here? This is strange. You People are. don't argue with... They don't yell at their <laughs> kids in this town. I'm going to go over and question this little girl and then her mother and then take their license plate and follow them and try to pull them over. Yeah, for no reason. Like, fuck off. They didn't do anything wrong. Though, totally, Rose totally didn't handle it. <laughs> they're like, they're oh, just... when they got pulled over? <laughs> there was no reason. Her response to a cop like pulling her over, probably just like do a quality of life check. Just like, hey, what's going on? Are you guys okay? I saw you leaving the rest stop in a hurry. She's like, fuck this cop. He's like, I'm gunning it for yeah. Silent Hill. <laughs> oh, what happens? She gets in a fucking car accident. Oh, imagine that. You speed away from the cops recklessly and you get in a car accident and she wakes up in its day. Yep. Also, I love that she wakes up. Her daughter's supposed to be in the passenger seat. And the first thing she notices is it's like snowing out. Doesn't notice her daughter is missing and the door's open, even though that should be in your peripheral. And any parent, when they get into a car accident, is going to immediately turn and look for their kid. And so, like, oh, look at the pretty snow. Well, Josh, she's not a good parent. Oh, she's bad. Yeah, she's a bad parent. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she married Ned Stark, the honorable Ned Stark. That's her only redeeming. Yeah, and he, he has a, he has a, like, History a bastard son, having, I know. Yeah. Well, a, hist- a history of having shitty wives. That's very true. Oh. Callan Stark, what a bitch. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a terrible. Cool and we don't mean to say that misogynistically, if I said that If right. you could even say the yeah, word. Yeah, if I could even say the word. But come on, Callan Stark, everyone, like, she was, she, she sucked. Yeah. The thing, ugh. 
how she treated Jon Snow just because yeah. he wasn't her her That's why son. I didn't like her. I mean, she did feel bad about it later, but who cares? Yeah. That show's off the air now. She got her throat cut. <laughs> they didn't bring her back as Lady Stoneheart. You don't get your contract renewed. <laughs> nope. Should have died a Tully. I would have liked to see her come back as Lady Stoneheart, though. Yeah, everyone I, that read I, the books would have. I will admit, I actually did start to like her more when you saw her like, remorse for like Jon Snow. Because, you know, I was on such a Jon Snow kick. Yes. See, okay, ladies and gentlemen, and again, here's another example. If you're, if you're drinking along with us, basically, here's an example of drink every time we get sidetracked by a better show and then we go off on a tangent. A lot of the times it's like, hey, so uh, let me just bring up like Marvel Endgame, Avengers Endgame or something, or some Marvel movie, something we're better. We're just squeezing in different podcasts. And like, oh, yeah, we're talking about Double Dragon. Of- Fuck. <laughs> Where the hell are we? I don't know, man. Internet says, like, a place called Silent Hill. supposed to be, like, a killer dispensary around here. What happened to the road? It's, like, gone. Like, like, that, that's a, that's a big drop. Who's that strange? Look at that thing walking towards us. And where'd you get an AM radio? I don't know. What the hell is that thing? It's got, like, legs for a torso. Like, how how does it put its shoes on? Or wear pants? Hey, do you know where the dispensary is? So we finally get the Silent Hill. They get us right fucking in there. And the one of the things that I noticed, you know, it's foggy as fuck like every other game. Now, the biggest distinction in Silent Hill, and I'm sure a lot of you that have played the game, is the walking the mm-hmm. doesn't sound like a horse the the very eerie atmosphere the desolation it's just you you see nothing but fog and you really can't see that cl- that far away from you which is why like you run up to an enemy and you're so close to it yeah. because you really can't see you anything you can't see him and they fucking nailed it in right off the bat they nailed it as she's running through the town yelling Sharon you just hear those steps and that was you know, that was such like a big thing because even when I was playing Silent Hill 2 recently I didn't even say anything and my girlfriend was already like damn they really want you to hear that person walk Cause... yeah yeah because there's nothing going on it's a dead town and just like the uh the whole thing where you hear like the static radio thing that actually that happens in the game I believe yeah, right where like you get close to an enemy and it starts picking up or or something like that or some shit's gonna go down you start hearing like the garbled radio audio they did the same thing the in this same movie. Same noise. And it's 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 really it just it immediately drew me in because I remember the game and then this first instance when you're in AKA Silent Hill, aka Ashland, Massachusetts. Uh I don't know if you got that one. What? Ashland. Oh, is that No. No. It's just a fucking joke. Cut it out. Sorry, I was looking at my notes, I was half listening to you. Of course, per usual. Well, we're really loosey goosey this episode. Yeah, a little bit, yeah. I think it's this way. This is such a refresher. Again, we're gonna say it really this is. was, uh like last week. I felt like if you listened to last week's episode, it was like I felt like we rushed through it. I was listening to the audio. We did rush through it. Um, and honestly, I don't even have to listen to the audio to know that we just we we approached it as if like like a book report you put off to the last minute that you didn't want to review. Uh, you didn't want to write it out. You didn't want to. You had an oral presentation due, and you just slug through it yeah 
And that's what we did. We just kind of like, and it tired us. Tired me out. Yeah, unfortunately, some of these episodes aren't going to go as swimmingly, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's only so much like, obviously, we're getting the experience of doing these and having the conversations about the movies. And we're getting better about kind of keeping a, not chronological, but like more of a flow to it based on the movie. But like, there's nothing you can do when you have to watch a movie that bad where there's so many things that are just misfires that it really just weighs on your soul. Yeah just makes you feel bad for everyone that was involved and like man i wish i could just give him a hug like, even in quarantine i'd be like you know what i'm gonna risk it I'm i have sorry. hand sanitizer right here let's just, just oh, let me, a nice 15 second hug you know they need it and it's one of those where they're like oh reluctant at first and then they're just like give you that embrace they're like i did need this because i made <laughs> house of the dead and i've never recovered i never made another movie they didn't want me. Yeah, they're like, oh, you made us dead. <laughs> We're going to go with everybody else. And uh, one of the things that's talking about Josh saying we're trying to figure out things, I'm trying not to backtrack as much, but I, I have to backtrack to this because I was, um, the whole beginning scene where they're sitting under a tree, they show a sign that has like a a thing that says, um, what it's like says, Catharians, chapter six, verses two and three. And it's just like a sign that they're sitting there and it says this stuff. But the way that I read it, I'm like, this sounds like a, like, like a, either a Dave Matthews or like a Polo Mud song. Like I got it right here. He goes, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. Like, like one of those songs. Like, do you know that we will judge angels? Do you know that the saints will judge the world? Yeah, that's just that fucking religious billboard shit you see in, like, southern states. Yeah. There was a lot of that in this. The, the, uh, not the Puddle of Mud, but those. Yeah, those the, ones. the whole soundtrack was Puddle of Mud. The well, I mean, town. obviously there's a lot of religious undertones because it's a part of the story. The subplot is about a religious sect that fucks everything up by killing an innocent girl. And then she becomes possessed or, I don't know. Something. Just something. Kind of, well, all right, we'll get we'll get into that. So of course, Silent Hill. She's walking around yelling, Sharon, like crazy, and then she meets in a dark alley, flame babies. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so my note for my note for this, the quote unquote burnt demon babies kind of look like shit. <laughs> Guess the CGI isn't as good as I remember. Yeah. Well, that's why they don't ever show them again throughout the movie. Yeah, but again. They do look like shit because the CGI looks like shit, but the game has pretty similar looking enemies that are just like well, fucking yeah, well, weird looking. Two, it's like yeah, fun. well, exactly. <laughs> it's also limited by the graphics uh, uh, limitations of PlayStation 1 2. I thought when they first disappeared that she screamed them to death. She just screams at them and they just like, Wah! and then disappear. I'm a flaming baby. Nine days really shortened this this town. Yeah, nine days like twenty minutes apart. Yeah, when it when it is good for the plot, I, I guess it was just daytime. And so those and also do those demons just die every night? Cause well, yeah, it's Silent Hill, so it's basically supposed to be like purgatory. So I guess yeah, you live and die over and over again, kind of thing, right? Anyway, so we have the town, run down fucking town of Silent Hill. 
ashes raining from the sky. And then you hear like military sirens and then everything goes black and then the town goes into like rot mode. And that's when the demon babies and the weird monster people come out. And then they go away too. They just go away when it's like some weird form of the upside down yeah things. Oh, you still haven't seen it. No, I didn't see it, but I'll agree for the sake of the conversation. You're right, Andrew. It is like the upside down. Huh. In that huh. show, huh. Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted that to sound like an overdub. <laughs> <laughs> you know, in that popular Netflix show. Stranger Things, because it'd be my voice. You're yeah. <laughs> doing the audio. <laughs> but uh. the the transitions that they use, like some rooms when it did the peeling, it looked really good. But then there was some rooms that I was just like, what is this? Well, the darker rooms looked pretty okay yeah. because they were dark and you're like, oh, it kind of looks all right. But it's when they're in full light and you can see perfectly, you're like, that is some fucky looking CGI. Yeah. Or you'd see like a mannequin, clearly a mannequin tied up with supposed to look like a body, and it'd be like, Well, would you get that from Spooky World? <laughs> Stole it right from Spooky <laughs> World. Or one of those shitty local, like, ha- ha- Halloween attraction yeah. places. We're they, taking this, we're making a movie. They just take over like a ski resort because it's off season, <laughs> and they're like, We're going to put a bunch of pumpkins and fucking skeletons and shit. $60 a ticket. Yeah, $60. <laughs> We're going to make people dress in clown costumes and you're going to sit in the woods and look out from behind trees at people. And you will buy fried dough. You will buy. And we're going to get a local carnival to come and have set up a bunch of fucking games and attractions and they're going to sell fried dough. You're going to overcharge you for it. Fucking buy it. Everything requires stupid tickets. <laughs> Two tickets to ride the hayride. Fuck you. I only have one. 8-Bit Movie Reviews, sponsored by <laughs> Wacky Willie's Amusement Spooky Rides. <laughs> Coming this October. It's a spooktacular time. <laughs> With the Gamekeeper. <laughs> Watch my podcast. <laughs> you just put the dog to sleep with that one. He's force snoring himself to sleep. I know if that was a fart or a snore. He farted out his nose. <laughs> Oof. So there's so much, you know, it, there's not really, well, yeah, there's a lot to go over in this game. I mean, movie. I keep saying that. Game, movie. You know why I keep saying that? Because this was so close to a video game adaptation. Everything to, let's see, is this the one where we go into the bathroom at this point? She wakes up. She's walking around. Yeah, no, so. She bumps into the cop. Yeah, so, okay. She, uh, before, yeah, before we proceed. She wakes up after being attacked by the demon baby, demon burning babies that just kind of disappear. No, she falls asleep after being attacked. Well, yeah, she's like, oh, I'm so scared, and then sleeps, because that's what scared people do, she they sleep. She screams them to death, so they're like, Aah! Yeah, she's like, oh, you know, rest after honestly, that. though, I'm sticking up for those screaming babies, because they, when the first one comes up, it's like, like, kind of being like, hey, what's up, I don't speak English, I'm a demon, and... Just in case for people that obviously can't see me, I'm doing like this weird like thing like the babies do. Like they move their heads and just like, Wee! and she screams at them. Keep trying to explain it I'll since move. this is audio only. <laughs> I'm just moving around. Um, it's bad, folks. 
and they just and and she just reacts. I you know I would call my friends too and just be like, look, this woman just yelled at me. My feelings are hurt. I'm on fire and I'm a baby. <laughs> I'm already being tormented by the eternal hellfire yeah. that I experience every week. And then we got this woman. Yell! I miss my mother. She's talking about her kid, making me jealous because my mom didn't look for me. And now I'm a screaming, flaming baby. Life sucks for those things. Yeah, well, I mean, good thing that their lifespan is like less than five minutes. Yeah. Because unless they live that every, they just burn up, and then they're like, oh, here I am again. Uh, twenty minutes till I burn alive. That's a that's a good life. All right. Well. They don't kill her. Imagine that. They don't kill the main character within the first half hour. Rose is one lucky woman. She really is. Besides being married to Sean Bean. I mean, right off the bat, she's married to Ned Stark. She's already very lucky. The honorable Ned Stark. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. That's an oof. Like, he's so hunky. No, I just wish that we got more Ned Stark in this movie. Well, um, I I don't know. I can't. Is it Rada? Rada Mitchell, mm-hmm. she wasn't bad. I, yeah, I, I, know. I don't know what yeah. else she's been in, but she she was actually a pretty good actress. Yeah, I mean the the kid was a good actress too. The little girl, she's pretty good. Everyone, no one was like necessarily bad. She wakes up from the demon babies. It's now day, and she just fucking books it back to her car. Andrea from The Walking Dead, I guess, also crashed her motorcycle, and she was like, "Hi, I was unconscious. I'm going to arrest you now." And then I'm going to walk you out of town. What do they find, though, Andrew? There are no roads. It's just a big old chasm. Now, their reaction to <laughs> to there being no road is very underrated. Yeah, it's just like, well, let's go back. Yeah. They look down. Maybe there was construction. It's not a hundred foot drop. That's like a thousand foot drop. It looked, yeah, it was like the Grand Canyon. It was like right around Silent Hill. And they're just like, I'm pretty sure I drove over this. Huh. Oh, well. Let's just go back to town. Let's go back there. See what's up. Nothing weird about this. But then they get attacked by not, not a, not the, not a baby. A weird monster with no arms. Which, was it out during the day? Now that I think about it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because some things are out yeah. during the day. It just gets really brutal at night. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's true. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe it was the opposite, like there's nothing during the day. But no, that makes sense. Yeah. There's still stuff that's out during the day, during uh, the ashy period, the ashy Larry period of the day. Um, mm-hmm. But then the really fucked up shit comes out at night. Now, seeing the, the things with no arms that, like, you know... Or from the game and they spit acid. You can't see this, but Andrew is now again trying to like, he's <laughs> yeah. like moving his body like he's like a demon, like, I'm jerking. We're going to start record. I've been thinking actually of starting to record. Like, like do video. We'll get a tripod on one of our phones and why not? Extra content. Money, baby. My loving Brando. <laughs> Jesus Christ. We give you the good stuff, people. <laughs> but I always thought playing the game. You know, they were actually like straightjack people, but yeah, that makes sense. But they definitely—I don't know if that's what they're supposed to be. And they actually—they definitely did add a little twist to some of the characters. I think the models and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was like, "Holy shit, this thing!" And then it spews fucking acid. And then at she Sybil. Dumped, she dumps a whole clip. Sybil Shepherd's her name, right? Yeah, the most Sybil. <laughs> Such a weird. 
<laughs> it is a weird name. But it helped me remember the character's name. Yeah. Cop lady. Who only gets acid everywhere but her skin. You're like, oh, my helmet and my jacket, but not my face. Whew. Whew. <laughs> Good thing. She, well, she probably wrote into her contract, like, I will not sit in a makeup chair for effects. I don't have time. I heard the actress didn't know until she showed up day one that she was going to have to cut her hair super short. And I guess she cried when the director told her. I mean, that's bullshit. Yeah, they should have let her know. I was I was actually wondering, like, did that? Did the acid burn through her helmet and cut half her hair off? <laughs> My hair, it's all burnt by the acid and it wasn't wow. cut this morning. I look like Ellen! <laughs> oh no, Ellen DeGeneres! <laughs> She's also in Silent Hill. I, you know, I didn't like her portrayal of Andrea in the Walking Dead movies, but I will say I, I did like Sybil. I the show. There's no Walking Dead movies. The show. Well, I, you know what? Stop being dumb. This is Say the right word. This is my podcast. But I'm the co-host. Mine. So I'm supposed to correct you. I know I told you it's ours, but it's mine. You're off the show. Rebel, you're in. <laughs> in the show Walking Dead, I thought she was written very terribly. It even made me question the character, I mean the actor who played Andrea, who was awesome in the comics. But in this, I liked her as Sybil. Couple things that they wrote her to do, I didn't really care for, but she was like the badass character. She mm-hmm. was, you know, she was good. Yeah, she played like a good. Okay, so there is a male lead, but we always know how in movies where there's strong female characters, hence like the mother character trying to protect the daughter. There's usually like a good supporting male lead character, and I think like she took that role. Oh, yeah. Like now, I'm not saying she was like supposed to be a guy, but I'm just saying like. She was taking the role as, like, the badass, like, I don't know, fight character, protecting character, like, the gun person who can beat the shit out of people. You know, I don't know. That probably sounds wrong, but... Well, they definitely needed someone else in there instead of us following Rose around, you know? Yeah, it couldn't just be her running and yelling Sharon throughout a fucking town over and over again, and, oh, no, now it's... Now it's spooky, spooky world time because it's nighttime. Oh no, now it's fucking ashy time because it's daytime. Which is, you know, it's better. And also, she was the character that kind of like pushed the story to go where the car accident stuff like that. Did you, did you, did you read what the original how they got the silent built silent built? What's wrong with me? I'm not even drunk. <laughs> yes, the plot synopsis of the movie is that they go through a rift in reality or some shit like that. No, oh, that would have been better. They were supposed to go see like a soothsayer, and while they're she's telling them their fortune, and the daughter starts to like fall asleep, it's like, boom, they're in Silent Hill. Oh, cool. Where this kind of because it makes sense of the purgatory shit, the whole car accident and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, because purgatory is basically people getting stuck in. Stuck between, you know, heaven and hell because they're not willing to let go. And that's kind of what the theme of this is. And kind of, but except the bodies do disappear. And True. There, Yeah, there's a lot in this that makes no fucking For sense. For everything this movie gets really, really right, it also gets some stuff wrong. But again, I feel like that points to... This is more of a video game movie. Because yeah, because... Oh, yeah. If you think of all the plots within video games... A lot of them make no fucking sense, but you justify it being like, well, whatever, it's a video game. I got to do all this cool shit. Mm-hmm. We're in a movie, and I think that's the major problem with a lot of these video game movies. They try to be like, okay, let's make this messed up plot make sense. And then they just 
shove fucking information that they oh this this would make sense yeah this what makes the ending make sense no they were just like it seemed like the director wanted to focus more on how can we make this seem like a video game without overdoing it while telling it's a also story. trying to have somewhat of a story yeah a story because like horror games you you get the character's initial motivation and then you uncover the actual thing, the actual story, the actual shit that's going on in the background through fucking usually files or dialogue between random people you meet, yada yada. And this is the same way. You don't understand everything until probably the last 15 minutes, until it's literally spelt out for you. And you're still asking yourself. You're still, yeah, you're still trying to figure out, like, did they do this because they were right? You know, did they sacrifice this girl because she was actually demonic or was she not and they brought it upon themselves anyway we'll get to that because we're not we're not there yet we're getting there but we first need to introduce the best character in this movie pyramid head oh yeah that's right so our character finds um a picture so her daughter she doesn't just sleepwalk she also sleep draws because that's that's scary and she finds a picture that shows a school. So she assumes like, she's got to be in the school. So trying to get there, she gets separated by Andrea. I'm just going to call her Andrea. And gets to the school, searching everywhere. Uh-oh, nightmare time starts. But also, at the part where she's at the school, I laughed. Because it says, witch, witch, on a desk. And it has a, hands, dust, a dusty handprint. And I laugh because she goes, Sharon? And then opens the desk and like, does she think she's in there? <laughs> Are you hiding in here, honey? <laughs> Just maybe your head? No, it's nothing. And so then, that's the first time we get like a little flashback that shows that a character that looks like Sharon was a part of this town, was picked on, and was called a witch and all this stuff. And you start getting the, the feeling like, yeah, little breadcrumbs like to the story. Okay, something clearly happened with this little girl. We don't know what happened yet. But she has a connection to the main character's daughter. And then we get creme de la creme of characters. Just the, the uh, chef's kiss of enemies in this. And thank God they went practical for this. And it was not CGI. So our character is saved by Andrea because she's going to get eaten by these insects that have like human faces or something. They're like little scarabs. Or, and they eat like these three agents or these three random people that we're searching for. It doesn't matter. They look terrible. They hide in this room. And then our boy Pyramid Head, with his fucking giant-ass sword, just starts cleaving through the door and trying to get to them. And all these demon beetles or whatever the fuck are almost in there. And then, you know, obviously it's for the plot and everyone's wearing plot armor. It comes day and they all go away. See, I feel like you, you missed a whole part before this, man. What's that? So, when she's in the school, she ends up going, being lured to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's like the... No, this place, this part was great. And oh, it was, yeah, part, it was really good. And this part actually had me cheer, actually, because, again, going to the aspect of this is a video game movie. So, she goes to the stall, she hears a little girl crying. Obviously, kid at the desk, it's doing what Josh said, talking about, you know, flashback little girl runs into the bathroom and we hear crying. So then she gets into one of the stalls and we see this dude like faced up, mouth open, tied in barbed wire. Like 
his head, his foot, feet tied to his head. Yeah, he's like hogtied, like his feet are hogtied to the back of his head by barbed wire. And it looks great. And so, you know, she's like horrified. What do we see in the scene, Josh, that I, I have mentioned makes this the most iconic kind of horror trope in a video game? Well, of course, like a key item is found in this person's mouth. Yep, and like, we see a little sparkle. Yeah. And that's how she knows there's an item in his mouth because we just see that sparkle, which takes back in these horror games, especially Resident Evil. Well, there was also writing on the wall. Well, yeah, I double dare you, but then I felt like the sparkle was kind of a nod to... Um, Silent Hill. I mean, yeah, no, Silent Hill. And no, Resident, Resident Evil. Because... Well, no, they both do it. They both do it with like items, kind of like they're different than um, they're made to like so you can kind of see them, so you know that it's not just a back like a random background item. Playing Silent Hill two though, it's been weird. I don't know if it's. I've heard the HD collection is a little different, but a lot of the items don't sparkle. You have to see the character's head move, and. That's how you know if there's an item nearby. Oh. It's a little bit more difficult. Yeah, it's unique, though. But it's just that, like, uh, typical video game trope of, oh, that item over there looks like I can interact with it. And they did the same thing in this in the movie, where you see she's horrified by this. She's almost gagging and, like, puking. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, I have to reach in there to get some key item to progress the story. And I was like, that's awesome. Yeah. And then that's when she gets attacked by Pyramid Head. Yeah, and because, then Andrew Well, first he comes alive and he's like, uh, licking his lips. And well, that wasn't Pyramid Head. That was just a ra- the yeah the random guy because it turns nighttime, the nightmare yeah. time again. Actually, it is Pyramid Head. The same actor who played Pyramid Head ended up playing that guy, the oh, okay. one at the beginning you see with the the scarecrow gas mask guy. Like a lot of the demons, he ended up playing. Oh, okay. Well, that's where they save money on the budget. Oh yeah, I'm guessing <laughs> they just got like a. A person who's probably even someone who worked on it, well, like yeah. the creature effects guy or something, like doing the makeup effects. He he's a dancer too. They get a lot of dances to do, and he wrote the the kind of the choreography of the nurses, like like the the way that a lot of the monsters mm. move. And another thing about Pyramid Head in this, I guess the costume, everything on his legs was covered except his butt cheeks. For some reason, and there's no nobody's been able to say why, but the only thing that wasn't covered through filming and everything, you could just see this guy's ass hanging. <laughs> this big pyramid. <laughs> I mean, he had a pretty good ass. Not gay, yeah. but I will say Pyramid Head had a thick ass. And those abs, baby. Holy shit. Bro's been doing some fucking crunches. He was fucking huge. He was actually also wearing high heels. <laughs> So he could be seven feet tall. But the, he looked perfect. It looked he so was good. Awesome. The sword he had, I want it. I it just made me realize I would get along with Pyramid Head because he was clearly a Final Fantasy Seven fan. Oh yeah, no. Final Fantasy Seven was probably his favorite because it was pretty much a buster sword. Yeah, he, yeah just a it, He's like awesome. Cloud's got spiky hair, I got a spiky head. I got a spiky face. I got a spiky face. I wonder if under that, like, his face is that long. It just fills it. It just fills it. <laughs> that's, that's, like, how would it stay on in balance if his face didn't fill the, the pyramid cap thing? Yeah, I don't understand pyramid head. Yeah, we... Well, pyramid you know, head, if you want to come on the show and... Kind of know, explain your motivation explain your in motivation. the movie and your... Yeah. Take off that mask, baby. Let's see what's up. Let's see what's up. See if the rest of you looks as good. <laughs> <laughs> mm. <laughs> pyramid head thick. <laughs> 
So we so now we hop into the scene that Josh was talking about with these crazy bugs that are eating these gas mask people that we kind of met real quick. Yeah, they chased um, Rose around a little bit, and then they realized that it was becoming nighttime, and that's why they tried to escape. Lo and behold, they didn't make it. And they're <laughs> only getting attacked while Rose is just screaming at them. And then the like two feet away, she's like, damn, that's fucking crazy. These guys are being eaten alive. And the bugs are like, yeah, no shit. We're coming for you. Just We're coming for you. We're just we just finish we this need story. to engulf these three people in bugs. We're not, you know, we don't want to choke. We got to take our time. We got to chew 26 times. You deserve It's safe. Yeah. <laughs> so, of course, you know, we meet back with Sybil, go in that room. They block it. The pyramid head's like, what the fuck? I got this big giant fucking sword. No doors can hold me. Yeah, he just starts cleaving through it. It's pretty cool. And because he's cleaving through the door, all the bugs are getting in. And then, oh, wait, plot armor kicks in, and now it's daytime, and all of them disappear. Again, how it long It has now been is... ten minutes in between when it turned nightmare mode. And it, 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 Do you remember uh, Friday, uh, not Friday, uh, the Nightmare on Elm Street for NES game? Yeah. It kind of was like, and also like Castlevania 2 with like at a five minute transition into like, now it's nighttime. Now it's nighttime. And yeah. like the Freddy one, it's like, oh, now you're sleeping. That's true. It's just, it, it's so quick. Makes no, it made no sense, honestly. But it could also be, you know, is, is Silent Hill, obviously Silent Hill's time runs differently. I yeah, would think. Yeah, I, I get you. It's just, it's convenient. That's what it is. But it's also a movie. It's a horror movie. Yeah. Main characters have plot armor. She had to make it to the end because she had to get to that point where there's all that exposition. So now we know the full story when then the movie ends. Yep. <laughs> oh, boy. Anyway, Pyramid Head looks fucking sick. Yep. Didn't get him for very long at this point, but, you know. No, we we only get him a little bit in this movie. But what we do get it of him at the end is the best thing we've seen so far in doing these reviews. And I won't spoil it until we get there, because it's still a little bit, uh, still a little bit of stuff that happens be- before then, and the best part in the entire movie. Yeah. Well, the best part in any fucking movie we've watched so far. And, yeah, of course. Yeah. And while this is going on, or what are you hopping to? Oh, I was just going to say that, you know, after this, they're still searching. Sharon! Sharon! Where is Sharon? And then they find who you said looks like Ellie Kemper. Yep. Uh, Anna, I believe her name was. And before we go further into Rose's story, we should back up a little bit. While this is all going on, we're obviously seeing Sean Bean, you know, finding out that... Okay. (laughs) We find out that Ned Stark gets a call. They find the car. It's abandoned. There's no body. We meet Detective Gucci? Officer Gucci? I don't know if it was Gucci. Gucci? I'm calling him (laughs) Gucci. So we meet the Gooch. And Gucci's all like, nah, it's fine. We'll find, you know, the Silent Hill. They drive through the town. We find, we kind of get the idea of the, the parallel. Little bit of foreshadowing for the end of the movie thrown in there, which I won't get into because let's not spoil it till we get to the end, but we'll but circle back to that. We find out that Officer Gucci's lived in the town. The father, his father owned a barbershop and all this stuff. He, he was there when all the shit went down. Which we will get to because it makes no fucking sense. Mm, yeah. Um, and of course, you know, they're like, we'll call you. Ned Stark's not happy about it. So no, he's honorable. So his, he's, yeah. He does starts to do his own detective work. And that's pretty much where that character's going this whole time. Yeah, he's just trying to, he's trying to track his wife. 
tracking the daughter, their adopted daughter. And he's just getting pushed back because, again, all the surrounding towns or anyone related to Silent Hill doesn't want it, people to go there or know about it. And it's just this under underlying theme that this movie has. Yeah. Which makes no sense. No. A lot of it makes no sense. No. So, he, you know, he breaks into, like, a police record building. He goes to the orphanage where they picked up this girl to try to get answers, and he gets nothing. He gets arrested and escorted outside the town. And that's it. He goes home. Yeah. He goes home. That's that's Bye-bye, Ned Stark. Yep. We also, you know, Goosey, Gucci. Gucci Mane. Gucci shows, I have burns on my hands. Believe me, I know things that we need to just take have let other people take care of. And it's like foreshadowing of a thing that makes no fucking sense. Well, I'll, we'll try well, to make sense of it. Good good luck. We'll try. We'll talk. Uh, uh, oh, fine. I will try, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, because there is... I mean, unless I'm missing something. But just wanted to get that whole... His whole story part mainly out of the way. We yeah. got that out of the way. He had so little to do in this movie. He wasn't even actually supposed to be in the movie. There was actually originally only females casted. And then the director was like, no, we need to have some men in here. Yeah. So we need... And the, like, we also need somebody else to drive the certain parts of the story that would be easier outside of Silent Hill to transition into or tell. Well, yeah, they need to show the parallels, which set up the ending. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah, exactly. We meet Anna. Looks like Ellie Kemper, I guess. Yeah. Uh, well, we find out that the town actually has people other than monsters in it. There are people still alive, if you will, Um they're mostly religious fanatics and you start realizing that there is a all the religious stuff they see there's something going on that clearly they caused they had some part in what's going on with like the weird nightmare shit and they have a rec a sanctuary oh and also we didn't mention what's this dahlia dahlia this woman that looks like the woman in the junkyard at the end of the labyrinth she's uh Alyssa's mother who's just like oh yeah just constantly just dirty and just walk around being like my daughter yeah she's uh, uh what, like the the witch at the beginning of <laughs> Ernest scared stupid is she no <laughs> <laughs> she's not the same person she just looks like her but yeah so she's pretty much a sinner and is throwing rocks at her being like sinner Sinner! And, uh... We don't know why yet. We don't know why they hate her so much. It still makes no sense, though. Well, I guess, in a way. It does make sense. They, well, they don't really... Ex okay. So all that happens. They find out a little bit of more exposition. They like, find out that that lady, dirty, homeless-looking lady, not the religious fanatic, her daughter was sacrificed by these people. Or they find out that her daughter was the one that was bringing uh, Rose throughout the school, and she's the one everyone called a witch. And maybe she had a relationship with, they never actually name it, but I think they're trying to imply like she was with like the devil or something, and that's why they immediately thought the little girl was a demon. Because she didn't have a father. Because she didn't have a father, and they wouldn't name the either, father. It's either that the, the, the mother like slept with somebody or... That they, she didn't want to mention, or she made a deal with a demon because she wanted children and was able to get children. But yeah. they don't say it. I'm just, I'm just making 
stuff up and guessing that's what I think they were alluding to. Yeah, they don't explain that. They don't explain that, but because there definitely is the whole town is completely against this little girl and fucking hates this little girl and thinks she's a witch and a demon and all this stuff. And ultimately, that leads to them sacrificing this little girl. Which their contraption that they built is really just like a smoker over like a normal like coal powered grill. And it broke, and that's what burned them all. And they try to blame. Yeah. So <laughs> this super religious town is like, let's burn this demon kid alive, and they're just because they're evil. And they just end up burning the entire town and killing everyone in there because of like a faulty engineering job on this like yep. burning spit thing that they put together and the child ends up living with terrible third degree burns all so, over her body and then she ends up getting visited by a demon okay yeah that's the part that doesn't make a whole lot of sense but we'll try so in this scene we see uh the um alessa character alessa gillespie i'm remembering her name She's in a ICU, like, terrible burn ward. She's only being watched by one person for some reason. Completely burnt to death. And she gets visited by a evil part of herself that gives her the power to create the nightmare world that everyone experiences. Or has to experience. Yeah. Something like that. I guess, and... But if those people didn't die, she was able to, um, I don't know, save, like, their, keep their souls. You know, we in. actually, we got well ahead of ourselves. We did get well ahead of ourselves, but honestly. Because like, we're, we're getting to the point where they've already gone to the hotel where the host is. And before that, Anna. Yeah, we jumped. Let, let's go back, because there is... We skip past the best yeah, fucking it, thing in the entire movie. Yeah, we, we... And I don't want to miss it. And we, I don't want to have to go back after we've already gone through everything. So let's go so, through that now. So remember where we are right now? Yeah. Dahlia gets scared away. And we're walking around with Anna now. Which yeah, we have Anna. Anna's collecting food for Mother. and Just Random dirty cans. Nice. And then, you know, it starts... We hear the... And she's like, Run! Is that like a hurricane siren or something? Or it reminded me. I think it reminded me because I recently watched Chernobyl not too long ago, yeah. and it just reminded me of that. Uh, but I think it's like a raid siren. That's hmm. that's what it is. So they they head towards the the church, and this scene it's the best scene, but it's also kind of like what the fuck are you doing? So Rose stops as they get in front of this church, and I actually want to laugh because. So we've walked through this whole town, all right, that's been isolated, uh, like empty, like no one there. And then we get like a bunch of people in raggedy business attire running to the church, like a ton of people. Where the fuck have these people been the whole time? Yeah, like 40, 50 people come out of nowhere. And this is within like five minutes after introducing like other characters. Like we had seen dirty old witch lady Dahlia before. We saw her once when when uh, Rose ran to the edge of town and realized that there was just a giant hole in the ground. But then that was the only person we'd ever seen. Yeah. Now we introduce ourselves to Anna. And then because the nightmare time is starting, like 40 other people show up out of nowhere and just run to the church. And you're like, okay, 
where the fuck were these people hiding? Because we've been searching everywhere in town. Like, I understand if there were those five people with the, the masks on going around. Because, like, oh, there's, there's just that many people. But, come on, 50 people walking around a small, abandoned town? We would have seen them. We would have seen them. We would have seen somebody. We saw three. Okay, so we saw three people that got eaten by the insects. Yeah. Not like they had lines. Who were they? Unnamed oh, yeah, people. Yeah, they did. Oh, they did? <laughs> oh, that's true. They, they moaned a bunch. That was cool. We get this scene of a bunch of people running past Rose as she's just staring at the symbol on top of the church because this has been in a lot of the drawings that Sharon From the beginning of the movie, yeah. yeah the little girl drew um, a lot of... She drew a bunch of pictures and then when she was sleepwalking, she drew over them with like these demon pictures and like that yeah. yeah the symbol from the church see i would have just saw that and ran i don't know why she was just like oh i've already seen what ha- fucking happens when it's nighttime but i'm just gonna glare at this thing no i'd be like refuge fucking out of here Sybil, i would have just gone i would have been like all right and it was weird that anna stayed behind for them because who are they she her? knows she knew she knew she was like wait a minute i just gotta throw more, more rocks at dahlia before <laughs> i cannot Give up this opportunity to throw a fucking rock at that Dahlia lady. What happens next is the... This is when it totally reminds you to be like, oh yeah, this is a video game movie, but it's also a fucking horror movie. Yeah. I remember when I saw this, what we're about to describe. My rea- Okay, what was your... My reaction when I first saw this in theaters was... <laughs> Holy shit. It disturbed me. I actually uh, remember it triggered me when I saw it again last Before that was even a term. That I remember (laughs) that, like, I was just, like, sitting in a movie theater with my friends that are, like, fans of the the game and stuff. How I just, like, felt sick. I was just like, oh. So, what happens, Josh? Well... Our lovely friend Anna is preaching to Dolly about, you're evil, you're evil, the demon, you brought the demon. And because we're getting into the nightmare phase of this town, who seems to spawn right behind her is good old buff boy Pyramid Head. And they try to make you think that Dahlia summoned Pyramid Head because Dahlia does this weird, like, metal kind of like Yeah, they do like thing. the, but like the religion, it's a religious thing. And that's, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's where Ronnie James Dio got, like, the yeah. thumbs up, the, the horns thing is he got it from his grandmother. She used to do it because it's like. She Dio's. Yeah, she, everyone's Dio and everybody in that because it's, it's, again, it's a religious you thing. You know what? I bet you in the original cut, like, Pyramid Head, like, appears. He comes up and he goes, Oh, we're <laughs> we were going for the same joke Ugh. Uh, anyway back to it so what does he do he's got a big old sword doesn't use it he fucking just grabs anna grabs her by just rips her clothes off for one like just in rose, one fell swoop rose goes, oh god like she's oh. more horrified about her nakedness <laughs> she's nude and then just grabs her by like the chest skin and in one fell swoop, rips all of her fucking skin off. And as Andrea from The Walking Dead and Rose are running into the church, throws the whole sack of skin at the door and just splashes all over them as the door closes. And um, it's still really good. And Anna's mother's like one of the first people in the doorway. Yeah, of course. She's like, that was my daughter. <laughs> and everyone's like, well, your daughter was... Well, okay, so now we're introduced to the 
leader of these fucking people. What was her name? Christabella or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Christabel. Christabel. And uh, um, she's like, well, your daughter was outside during the dark. What the fuck do you want? Now, of course, she's going to get killed by Low-rent Sigoni Weaver. Low, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Low-budget Sigoni Weaver. Yeah, that's yeah. low-budget <laughs> Yeah, so we get, uh, we truly start understanding that all of this is just like a bunch of religious people. And I mean, I guess they're kind of right because no, none of the nightmare shit gets in the church. It's a holy place. So that's, yeah, that's I guess why. that makes sense. So so they make it seem like we they, we want us to side with these people. The woman's a little eccentric and we're just like, yeah, we get it. They're living in this fucked up world. We think that they're the good people. Yeah, they're like the survivors of this tragedy and they just live in whatever and it's religious gives a fuck what the hell are you doing we gotta get the fuck out of here we gotta follow these business people into this church it's getting all spooky out here i'm trying to man but i don't know what's wrong with my legs i try to move left but then i walk backwards and then i try to turn right and i'm spinning oh man around. look out behind you there's some weird guy with a triangle for a head hey man what's up Oh shit, dude, he's ripping your clothes off. Dude, are you okay? You know what, man? I don't think this place has a dispensary. We, uh, they want to be brought, so our main characters want to actually go and face this demon that they said that they're like, okay, well, if you want to go find the demon and try to talk to it, we don't recommend it, but we'll bring you there. And it's in some hotel. at the bottom floor of a hotel that's cool and she has to memorize the way there yes by the map yeah which is actually i had a question about that because um this is a konami game and almost all konami games have the konami code which is a cheat code which is an alarm i don't think that not yeah but the konami code is not what she well i i didn't because they're not gonna say a b yeah but i just thought it was weird um, because she was saying like up, down, left, up. Like I just thought it was weird that they added that for her to remember and her saying it. And I just immediately was like, "Is that a nod to the Konami code?" I couldn't find anything on it. I couldn't because in Silent Hill you could use the Konami code. I, I think it's more that there was a lot of puzzles in that game that required you to remember multiple patterns that were kind of like that. Uh, there was multiple frustrating puzzles like that. Maybe it was a nod to that, or maybe it was just some stupid thing they wanted to add. You know what I mean? Because it was kind of unnecessary. Because I, I, I would have questioned like how they know how to get there. It's like they need to move the plot along. I question a lot in movies, but I usually don't question that. Yeah, I, I looked at it more as them being like, okay, you're on the bottom floor. Is fucked up down there. A lot of demons. So if you go down there, you got to memorize the path because if you take one wrong turn, you're dead. It's basically what that Christabel lady says. And right before they go, they get to go down there. They she uh, she finally because she picks up the locket that Rose had. It doesn't look at it in the church, and then somehow looks at it before she's handing it back to her, and realizes that the picture that's in the locket of her daughter Sharon is the same as that uh, Alessa character, the demon kid that they sacrificed. So she calls them demons. They try to kill them. Andrea pushes she- her into the elevator so she can go down. And I thought that she was sacrificing herself because they pummeled yeah, the shit also, out of her. So there was no reason they she she could have gone down with her. Yeah, easily. And also, Christabel gives us kind of a a hint of what this story is going to because she says 
the child looks like the demon child. She's the next vessel. And then, yeah. like, you know, that sets up this whole vessel bullcrap, which uh, we're going to get into because yeah. it's coming up. It's each. coming close. We're, we're getting close to the end here. So, like you said, yeah, Andrea does that. And, again, I had a little problem with that that scene, too, because they wail on her. We even hear bone-crunching noises. She, yeah, like, they look at Christabel because... She beats the shit out of a few of them. It kills one guy because she has a baton and like you see the the helmet crack and like blood shoot out. That guy's dead. That guy's dead. And then they just start wailing on her with fucking lead pipes. And I'm like, oh, so she sacrifices herself. And they show her later, a little later in like an, another scene. And she did look like she was beat up. But a person beat with lead pipes, they're not going to look that good. No, yeah, they gave her some like bruises and stuff but she still looked fine like she looked like she might have fell down some stairs Let's didn't look, look like she was beaten by three pipes. to four people with lead pipes lead pipes i'm not even saying like one smack like multiple and like they use the sound effect of like someone hitting like a fucking sack of meat yeah so you saw it sounded like she was dead like, yeah i thought she was dead because i actually i wrote first sacrifices herself and then i got to the end i'm like didn't sacrifice herself, I guess. Somehow was able to live through that many blows to her body with pipes. Maybe they just broke her legs and stuff. She yeah. is, like, tied up and everything. Like, yeah. We finally see her. But before we get to that point, we go down the elevator shaft. Yeah, Rose is trying to get to the source, the demon. Wants to speak to the demon, reason with it, find out what she can do to help. She wants to get back to Sharon. <laughs> and right before she gets to the door, we get the nurse monsters. Which look great. Oh, yeah. They look so good. They look like the game. They move like the game. I, I thought it was the closest any monster. I mean, Pyramid Head, he's accurate. Super accurate. I think the nurses are a little bit more accurate. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they did a really good job. Uh, the nurses, you see their eyes a lot in the game. But this, I like the, how they had this kind of yeah, like slime kind of like folded over into like a bandage almost like a almost like a like a mask yeah yeah it was it was so well done uh cool thing about the scene was uh they actually to get the motion right they actually filmed them walking backwards and then um for the scene to show them like kind of like twitching they just put it in just like a quick like half step motion nice. forward and it was really well done also, Rada, who plays Rose, got punched in the face by one of the one of the nurses during that whole choreographic scene where they're slitting at each other's throats. Was, was yeah, that I kind of didn't. I, I didn't really understand it because they were warned. She was warned. Here's a lantern or a light or something. Yeah, she has a flashlight or something. Yeah, and the, they're the they can sense the light. Yeah, they said they're drawn to the light, so be careful. But you are gonna need it because it's dark down there. And they are, they do. They start reacting and coming towards the light. Then she turns it off and they stop. So I was like, okay, so it's just the light. But then they just randomly, as she's trying to sneak through them, one of them just kills, just swings, just swings off, kills one. And ultimately they just all end up killing each other and not. Well, they start turning around and going for the light because she leaves the light and they start going for it. Yes. But why did they react? Because the light wasn't on. I think what it is, is, and if I'm remembering. I haven't played in a couple weeks from the game and stuff like that. Um, they, I think it's more of they're pushing. They can't see at all in the light. They can sense it. And I think it's when they're quiet, when the light goes off, I think they're just listening. Oh, okay. Like they're just trying to listen. That's why she walks through. But 
Eh, I get what you're saying, though, because she's not that quiet. No, not at all. Because she keeps going, okay, okay. Yeah, she's like speaking. I can do this. We can do this. But it it leads nowhere. The the nurses, there's just a montage of the demon nurses cutting each other's throats and slicing their faces. It was just them in as a nod to the game. Exactly, because you never see them again. It is an iconic character from Silent Hill, well, which is what this co- what this movie a big does good. Cosplay, uh, a oh yeah, totally, cosplay totally, function. totally. It's what this movie does really well. Is it? It tries to give you so many things from Silent Hill. The monsters, they 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 nail it, nail it. Obviously, some of the CGI is not the best. Do it. I felt like they didn't overdo no, it. No, they didn't. They didn't have like. M- every monster from the game it's like but they had like, the iconic ones we had like a little introduction to each one yeah. and i thought i thought it was i thought, I thought it was good I yeah thought... so we finally get to the room where the demon is and all it really starts with is here's all here's the story here is actually what happens we already gave a little bit where we told you that um we pretty much told everything well, she goes in the bathroom and she gets molested by the thing that we see in the yeah. bathroom. Because she's trying to escape being ridiculed and picked on by the kids, she runs into the bathroom. The bathroom, the same stall. It's the same guy that we saw from earlier that was t- tied up in like razor wire. Because they show his, um, he was his name was Colin. They show yeah. that when he's dead, and then they also show that in the scene. I guess she gets molested. Her mother comes to pick her up, and then that Christabel lady is just like this child yeah. is fucking evil we got to do something about it and we already got it we don't even we we went yeah okay they burn everybody they burn they burn the the kid we find out that they basically burn the whole town down themselves because they're fucking they're messed up and religious and i wanted to bring this up when you first brought brought this all up officer gucci is there which makes no fucking sense because this was like 30 years ago and he looks the same and he burned his hands and he's the same age as he looks the same. Like oh, that makes sense. So he what's the theme? What's the he, theme of Silent Hill in this movie? Yeah, but he's not living it's purgatory. In, and he's not living in the purgatory world. He's in the real world. With, yeah, with but Shaheen. he's also he's also actively trying to keep people from Silent Hill. So does Hill that prevent him shelter. from aging? Maybe, maybe because he was part of the original corruption. Because he got the burns on his hands because he was the one that found Alessa, and he carried her out. And he burned the shit out of his hands trying to get her out of the little gurney thing. So maybe because he was in- influenced by it, maybe that's why he didn't age. Or or maybe it's just bad storytelling. Because I thought that was very, very weird. Well, then we get to the next part, too, like that. And we find out, you know, we get all this thing. Uh, Alyssa's kind of still alive, but she's working with this demon in the CU thing. Like, whatever you call her. I don't give a fuck. Um... And she had a child? No. Yeah, because they say Sharon's her child. They say Sharon is Alyssa's child. The kind of. They they do say that, but then they also say that Sharon is because we have Alessa, the the psychokinesis fucking demon thing that's causing all the nightmares. We have that demon version of Sharon that we see that's actively bringing the mother around to try to expose everything and then we then they say that sharon is the remaining good of alessa and that they wanted to separate her from silent hill which is why they brought her outside of silent hill but she had a baby i don't i didn't read it that way well she was a baby i know but i it's just like they said because she said 
she's not Dahlia's child. The the demon thing, which is I believe using Alyssa as a host. That's why she's you know, but she's not a good host because she can't really do much. She's like stuck in this thing and she's not mobile. She's not a mobile host. So who had sex? with Alessa to make Sharon. That's what I was wondering. Is this a um is this a Palpatine situation? No, I, I didn't honestly <laughs> but, I didn't, I didn't I, interpret it that way. But I just she inter- said she did say like she said it was the good part of her, but she said it was her child. But it could also be like Alyssa's mother. Dahlia, they say that she didn't have a father. They said that she yeah. was just pregnant, so it could be that this demon's definitely in control and somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, this demon's doing some fucking deals, like wheeling and fucking dealing. So regardless of if Sharon is an actual baby or a manifest, because wouldn't that mean that the demon version of Sharon would have also been a baby at the same time? Because that character is what... It brought the baby to the the uh, the orphanage. Yeah, it was. You a, see that kid. That it's e- a demon. Yeah, the evil Sharon, which is a demon, brought baby Sharon to the orphanage. Well, it's technically evil Alyssa. It's taking the form of the hate. Okay. That she, that Alyssa had. Yeah, this is. Stupid. That's why I was so confused yeah. because we have Alyssa who is in the uh, hospital bed thing, um, in the ICU. Then we have. The evil manifestation of her that wanted, that gave her the powers because they wanted her to get revenge. And then they have the good version of her, which is Sharon, who they cast out of Silent Hill to give her a normal life. But I guess she just tried to kill herself and ultimately. But I also think this demon was just a demon before Alyssa, and it's Alyssa's hate that summoned it. Yeah, that's possible. And I think, because I, I think the whole thing, and yeah, we could say it at this point, I believe this was the demon's plan. To get out of Silent Hill, to to be kind of reborn, or you know, have a have a vessel or host that's not stuck, you know. And I think that's what the plan it was was like. We want to protect it because obviously the demon had other plans. It was like we wanted to protect the baby, but it was like, but maybe you know, also if I want to leave this place, I can bring a vessel. I can get you know. So we get the whole that whole point, mm-hmm. and she says, I need to get into the church. Yeah. She needs to get into the church. So the demon Sharon is like, I'm going to hug you. I'm going to hug you, Rose, and then just kind of absorbs into her. And that's how she's able to get into the church. So basically, she needs to go and expose Christabel as a fraud. Because everyone's believing everything... She's blaming. He's like, oh, if you don't, it's kind of like Trump. Like you're fake news if you don't, you don't support me. This is the same thing with this Christabel lady. She's like, burn them. They're a witch. Burn <laughs> he doesn't believe what I said. Burn them. They are a witch. I'm not a witch. I'm the good person. They're the bad. Exactly. But so it's before we get into this part because you're missing the most hope. So that's the plan to get her into the church. That's what she wants to do. Yeah. But before that, we get the scene of where they have Sharon. And they bring her in, and then you can see them lighting this huge, big bonfire. And who do we have tied up on the ladder? Sybil. <laughs> and Andrew. I think this is their way. They want to test out their new contraption. <laughs> yeah, they're like lowering the ladder thing, because wood doesn't burn, right? And then they're all going, burn her! 
burn her. And if, I, if somebody wants to send us this, and I hope somebody does it, but I was kind of like waiting for the Monty Python guys to pop out. I don't know. I go, burn her. She turned me into a new. Like, I, I got like, better. <laughs> That's all I can think about was Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Yeah, a lot of a lot of that. Uh, and then you know she, she's. It's weird because some of the the cuts too, and I I don't remember, but I felt like there was some dialogue that was said before things happened in previous scenes. But in this, she goes, "You don't want her to see this. You don't want her to see this. She's a child." But then she then it's like the next line is she realizes they're gonna burn her and i'm like was that they accidentally edited the scenes beforehand because probably because that, that makes no sense <laughs> like oh wait i didn't want her to see them building a bonfire also a person that burns to death they make no more noise still still man that that fucking scene i was like oh this is they just don't want to like have her just burn in the fire i'm like that's weird they didn't just engulf her but no i find it more horrifying yeah they boil, had boiled her insides boiled yeah. her insides and how it was just well maybe it's accurate maybe when your insides are boiled because you're being smoked to death maybe you can't scream because your dude insides still, are boiling it's still that that was twisted that the the horror like that's there wasn't not the most too, twisted thing though Andrew. no it's not it's not but the gore and horror like murder scenes that they added in this were just like, and we finally got, we've gotten to it. We've gotten to the goriest part of this entire movie. So we get to this point, but yes, they put out the fire to to tie the kid up. So that they built this huge fire and then they 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 kind of put it out. I would have been like, like turn it. All right, I gotta make another speech. Put this out. But 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 it took us hours. And There's not a lot of wood left. <laughs> By the way, did you notice one of her hench people looked like Lurch from the Adams family? Yeah, Young of course. Lurch? I actually came up with a theory. Do you think this is the? Do you think the Adams family were originally from Silent Hill? Nope. No. Come on, Lurch. He didn't look that much like Lurch. He looked, he looked like a young Lurch, like out of college Lurch, before he started to butt. Bright eyed and <laughs> <laughs> didn't think he'd become a, a butler for the rest of his life. But we see what it's definitely not him because we see what happens. Because yeah, it's not Lurch. You mentioned already we get, you know, Rose comes in. And I'll let you continue go over it again. So Rose comes in, makes a big old speech while Lady's like, that's a witch. We need to burn the old witch because she came back from the demon and she's okay. She She's probably she's probably a witch. We got to burn her. And everyone just starts punching Rose in the face and, like, knocking her down. It's pretty comical. Uh, <laughs> and she tells the truth. Basically tells the truth. You burn an innocent girl. You can't move on. Which is why this is kind of having the parallels of it being purgatory. Um, no one can move on. That's why they kind of keep having to relive horrors over and over again. And the lady's just like, well, fuck this. Stabs Rose right in the throat with a knife. Out of nowhere. It's like, oh, okay. Which without that, we wouldn't have gotten the next, like, what happens. I feel like... yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I feel like the demon was just like, I hope she gets fucking stabbed. I hope there someone causes a wound for me to get out of. So always everyone's just like, Yeah, she she was a blast blasphemer. That's yeah, we definitely should have killed that innocent person. And then all the weird shit starts happening. Cause the demon's getting out of Rose's throat wound. Starts making everything all horrible and opens up a pit in the ground where we see 
pretty much the ending boss to a, a Silent Hill game. We just see the burnt Alessa in her hospital bed being like lifted up by like razor wire. And uh, it's that's that's what I remember about Silent Hill. You're just like, what the fuck am I fighting right now? Yeah, this this razors fucking barbed wire scene was fucking brutal. Absolutely brutal. So just starts ripping and tearing like fucking doom guy through people. Just using the barbed wire to rip the cut people, like strangle people to just dis- dismember people. And, uh, uh, you know, I'll let you, I'll let you go. What, what, what happens to our old pal, Christabel? Christabel? Oh, what? She gets, she gets fucked by barbed wire. <laughs> she Pretty gets much. totally fucking fucked by barbed wire. And I was like, whoa! She lifts her up, puts her in the old Jesus on the cross pose as she's in the air. And she looks up and she's like, please, God, let me be pure. Let me stay pure. And fucking Alessa just spreads, spread eagles her, and you just see razor wire just going straight Ugh. up the dress, and fucking masses of blood start falling out. And then the razor wire just starts coming out of her stomach and her mouth and every orifice until she's just ripped asunder. And I had to, I laughed openly because they, they show a clip of the demon uh sharon just dancing merrily in the fucking blood yep. underneath her and I, I had to laugh because i was like that's just hilarious that's absolutely hilarious they had a little girl just act dancing in fucking rain like dancing in the blood rain underneath i guess the director uh apologized to the parents halfway through yeah they probably traumatized that girl i, I greatly <laughs> apologize that this traumatizes your child Oh my god. Yeah. Um, so we see everyone get ripped to shreds. Everyone just gets fucking ripped apart. And ultimately she saves Sharon. And they just kind of leave. Yep. They just leave. And Daya's like, why didn't, why didn't she kill me? I'm her mother and I let her go. And she's like, because in the eyes of a child, mother is God. And she's like, yeah, but I, I wanted to die. <laughs> I'm the only one left here. Yeah. I have no one to talk. Who will throw rocks at me? <laughs> Who will throw rocks at me now? All right. So we get to the literally the end of the movie. And you start noticing shit. You're just like, okay. So she's driving. She They get back to the car. And they start driving home. And you just start noticing the same fog. And, and obviously aesthetic. the demons hopped in Sharon. Because Sharon's making weird faces and... Because also remember when the whole thing's happened, she's like, Sharon, close your eyes. And the demon child's like coming towards Sharon and obviously is in Sharon's body. Yeah, I don't think it makes any difference, though. Because they're both dead. Because the ending makes no sense. No, they're both dead. They never made it out of Silent Hill. Which, watching the trailer for the second one, the daughter does. Oh, well, I I didn't see the second movie. Or second game. Oh, but we will. Oh, God, no. We yeah, will. Yeah, I mean, basically, the the whole subplot of Ned Stark and him trying to find them is filmed completely different in, like, actual, like, normal lighting. And they keep going back and forth between Rose and uh, Sharon coming home. And it's still looking like everything's fog. Everything's kind of almost in, like, a slow motion 
and they pan back and back and forth between the two, like Ned Stark, and oh, he's laying on a couch, and then oh, he hears something, and the door is open, and then it goes back, and she's looking at the couch he was on, and he wasn't there, and you're supposed to put together like. Oh, like they never made it out. They're still, they're dead. They're still or there. they're still in purgatory. They drove a ghost car. They drove the ghost car. And that, that's basically it. That's the and end I'll say movie. that at least Sean Bean got to live through one movie. Or TV yeah. show. But we'll see what happens in the sequel. Which we're probably saving for next year, Halloween. Well, if I we mean, have... Yeah, there's not that many video game movies, so we might not wait till next year. Well, if we start doing animated stuff, we'll be able to just spare That's it. That's true. We'll be able to spare it. We'll figure it out for you people. Yeah. Now we've come to the end, Josh. And what do we usually do at the end of the show? Oh, oh wait, wait, wait. We'll be back, though. Let me try again. <clears throat> show, Josh. We've come to the end. Let's tell your scores! You're gonna throw out your voice, dude. You're gonna throw out your, your throat doing that shit. Well, fine. The next week, I sound like Voldemort. Is Voldemort? <laughs> People keep saying it's wrong. I try to tell them. Oh my god, devil! Harry. <laughs> We're not watching Harry Potter. That's not a horror movie. Uh, or, well, some of those were. I mean, they're horrible movies, but they weren't horror movies. So, uh, last, <laughs> at the end of every episode, we like to go and we like to give our scoring for it. And let's start with the cheese factor of this movie. Extra cheese. I gave this only a 2 out of 10. Yeah. This movie takes itself seriously throughout a, a lot of it. Um, the only reason I even gave it a two was because there are like the girl dancing and like the blood. <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> and, uh, oh my, that ending fucking scene with the barbed wire kept killing everyone. Oh yeah. So good. Just so good. I, I couldn't score it low. I mean, I couldn't score it like, yeah, it's really cheesy. It's not a cheesy movie. This actually takes itself seriously. It's a horror movie and a video game movie and it, it hits hits those marks yeah and i liked it and they the, and um i am also well i'm gonna one-up you again a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna give it a two-point lead pipe because I'm oh, i was gonna, gonna say what, what's our half half star ranking i thought it would be a um like one point epidermis thrown at the outside of a church door epidermis thrown at epidermis one point, two point epidermis. You gotta say the whole thing. Well, I'm gonna give it a two point epidermis. epidermis but I actually did want to give a nod to the lead pipe because they used the lead pipe throughout this with the, the people. And it was more of a nod because in the, which I've recently found out because I've only really played the first, the, the second one and a little bit of the third one. Um, the lead pipe is the first item you typically get in the beginning of these, of these video games. Yeah, you also get like a gun, but your character sucks at shooting, so yeah. it's easier to or use melee weapons. But I will, I will agree with you, and it's a two-point epidermis. Cool. Um, now, as far as this actually being a good movie, what would you rate this? I give it an eight. Honestly, yeah, I gave it a seven. I give it a seven out of ten. I said some of the CGI is lacking, especially in the more lit scenes, and but not, I, not, not. I don't mean like lit, like this shit's lit, dude. I mean like it's actually light, lit well. Um, also, I think of though too, 
you know, we have been pampered because it's 2020 and we've seen fucking awesome CGI. True. And when was uh when was uh, Dead or Alive? Dead I think Alive it was 2005 was... or 2004. Still close to this time, and the yeah. CGI in this movie clobbered the CGI in those movies. Yeah, but again, it was. Better it was. It was. Better, yeah, yeah uh, the CGI is. You, you notice it. You it, notice you it. You notice it, but for two thousand six, it's not too bad. That's why I didn't. I didn't give it that much well, of a. I didn't take it, it off of the score. Yeah. Too bad. It's still a, a good movie. Good score. Probably pretty good score for what we've given. So I gave it a seven. What did you give? Eight. Eight. Okay. Now comparable to the actual game, I gave this an eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Yeah. All right, I'm giving it a nine point epidermis, buddy. Nice. I would, like I, I want to almost even give it a ten, but, um, and I'm sure as I play the game more, I'll, I'll feel it more. But, um, there's, I don't think there's ever really a perfect adaptation. No, because um, they need to take so they need to take liberties to actually make it a movie. But the director took subtle things like this, the direct music from the game, the yep. nod to the the lead pipe. Fucking, we saw a pyramid head. The yeah, sounds. the enemies. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 did really good in this movie, and they did a nice. It was a nice nod to the Silent Hill series. Yeah, the atmosphere is perfect. The enemies, they are uh, obviously the CGI is a little janky, but they actually based the models f off of the stuff from the game. Yeah. And even though a lot of them aren't like pyramid head and the nurse monsters, they're not in a lot of the movie. But just having them in there. They're iconic from the game. And to have that in there, like it shows that they respect the original material enough to do some research. And, you know, like, like you said, the music. The music, I didn't, I thought it was from a game. Yeah. It sounded like it's a score from, from a video game. And it, it makes perfect sense that they would just kind of do like a cover, because they couldn't have the original person do it, doing like a cover of the Silent Hill OST. And it makes perfect sense. It sounds like right off the bat. That's one of the like the third thing I said within like first ten minutes is the score is top notch. So I mean, overall, we gave these really good scores. So I don't think we even have to guess what <laughs> if what the next uh, what the next choice is. Oh, what would be the choices? Is it if this movie gets a continue or a game, game over? over? <laughs> uh, I'm definitely giving this a continue. I would watch this again today. Yeah? Huh? That's a good choice because Josh, I even though I had a lot to say about this 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 movie, you know, and I did agree with a lot, I am actually going to have to agree with you and say that this movie too gets a continue. <laughs> I was like, what is he is he really trying to Rick roll me right now? Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, th this this I enjoyed watching this fucking movie. Like, yeah. you know, it obviously did have its parts and like, you know, some of the, the C people that they had in this, the acting was, that none was a little bad. <laughs> but again, yeah. you know, and it's like what I said before. Yeah, the plot, we do this show so we can pick apart some plot points. But again, it felt like a video game. It felt like I was watching a video game. We saw this character... Do what you do in the Silent Hill thing, in the in the Silent Hill video games. They go one place, she finds a clue, told to go somewhere else in the town. Mm -hmm. um, finds another clue, slowly piecing together the things that are actually happening until 
right at the end yeah. where you figure everything out and then there's the last boss. And they used a lot of the same street names and stuff like that. Yeah. And it, it it was this was a good movie. I'm so glad we did this one, you know, after it was just like I said, it was the ultimate palate cleanser. Just a refreshing sorbet <laughs> to get the taste of um like shit out of our mouth from fucking House of the Dead. Yeah. That movie was a struggle. And it's so evident by our recording. This movie, like, it, it gives me life. It, yeah. it gave me, like, ah, like, almost like like a center. I have, like, a peace in me now. I'm not it so... It gave me hope, man. It, it gave, gave me hope. hope that, like, we're not going to have to... Not every movie of, of a video game is going to be awful in that... Although, uh, we have watched plenty of shitty ones up to this point. And this, this is point. kind of the first one I would say is pretty goddamn good. Yeah. Because, it's like you said, the last one was just a slug, and it's like, oh, I really hope none of them are this bad. Because I know there's a couple I'm looking forward to watch that are are technically not good. But... Yeah, uh, Super Mario Brothers is not going to be good, but it's going to be but a it's fun gonna be great. It's going to be a fun it's episode. It's going to be fun. It's not going to be good, though. So, this gets to continue. Again, Josh and I haven't worked out the kinks. I'm probably not going to work out the kinks of what we're going to do with the continue episodes. And uh, they continue movies until we have a good portion of them. Maybe we'll do a revisit. I don't know. If you have any ideas of what we should pop probably do, we'll take your advice. Just email us at 8bitmoviereview at gmail.com. Um, also, if you that's have any... the number eight, right? That's the number eight, buddy. Okay. You got that. Number eight, bitmoviereview at gmail.com. And we'll answer any questions, you know, anything... You want to think of the podcast, you want to rip on me for, you know, messing things up or not knowing actors' names, let me have it, peeps. I will take it and I'll cry in the shower. It's fine. That said, great movie, Josh. I agree. Great conversation on this. Yeah. I feel cleansed. I feel hope. What are we doing next week? Well, um, uh, we're doing a movie called Alone in the Dark. I don't have a lot of experience with the original game. I'm going to try to play it a little bit. Um... I don't have as much hope for this because I don't think this was reviewed as well. I don't think it did as well as uh, Silent Hill. Did you see the movie post for it? It doesn't look good. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, I don't. I think this is. It's not. It. It probably won't be as bad as House of the Dead. So at least I can. I have that to go off of. Well, I guess we won't know if it's as bad as House of the Dead until next week, right, Josh? Yeah unfortunately all right folks well as usual this is your game master no. the gamekeeper the gamekeeper don't and edit that out <laughs> andrew gonzalez and with my co-host joshua edgington and we'll see you next week <laughs> thank you for joining us for our second halloween spooky episode as usual, we try our best to find the next movie for free for you to watch. And Alone in the Dark, luckily, is available on Tubi for free. There will be a couple commercials, but not that much. It was really not that bad on Tubi. Um, honestly, the commercials were a nice break from the movie itself. If you like the music that you heard throughout the episode, that was Silent Hill 2's Promise, covered by... Alina Gingertail. 
If you'd like to hear more music by Alina Gingertail, just go to our website at 8bitpod.com. That's the number 8bitpod.com. And we'll have a link there for you so you can check out more of her music. As usual, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And join us next week. 